0: What if I told you that there's a cure for chronic pain? Yes, for that pain, you were told you would just have to manage. And what if I told you that that cure is already inside of you? Would you believe me? Welcome to the Let's Talk Mind Body Healing podcast, where we talk about how to truly alleviate chronic suffering. I'm your host, Felicia Jaramus, and I'm really pleased to be here with you for episode 12, which is your bonus February episode. And in this episode, I bring you part two of my interview with Rita Labarbara. So part one was episode 11, if you want to go back and listen to that one, if you haven't already, and in that one, Rita details her CRPS recovery which is phenomenal um so incredible Rita's story is just she's the most powerful 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 I think that's the only one I have it right now um woman and in this episode we talk a little bit more about Reader's general TMS knowledge her tips for people And it's all really super worthwhile, as I'm sure you will have picked up in the last episode. Rita has such profound knowledge and understanding, and she has a lot to share and a lot to give. And I was really lucky to have her on the show and really lucky to be able to share all of this with you all. So, so first I'll play my little disclaimer and then enjoy I am a provisional psychologist with my PhD or my doctorate in education, but I'm not a medical doctor. So all of the content that I provide about mind-body healing in any medium, including but not limited to this podcast and my social media channels, is for informational purposes only. No content provided by me is intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. The purpose is to promote broad understanding and knowledge of various health topics, If you choose to use any information provided by me, you do so solely at your own risk. Always seek the guidance of your doctor or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding your health or medical condition. Do not embark on a mind-body healing journey until you have the clearance from your healthcare practitioner to do so, until you have discussed how to apply mind-body healing to your own individual case. The methods discussed by guests on the show are not necessarily endorsed by me.
1: I guess, you know, I guess educate it starts with just getting the, the first pillar as Dr. Sarno always said, the knowledge piece, you know, reading, um, getting the lay of the land, um, obtaining the education, um, getting some clarity first and, and, and then, um, and then you can start implementing it. Um, but yeah, it's a big, it's a big topic. And, um, I I kind of, I don't know if I skipped over, um, with the Sierra, you might want to go back to the CRPS because I kind of, I kind of took a giant
0: leap into a bigger, um, area, Mm. but
1: in a more, I went to a more general area, but
0: actually there was something I wanted to go back to before we do that. You Uh, had the list, the list of your like key things. And the first one was accept the diagnosis. Oh yes, ingredients for readiness. Yes, yeah. What were what, what the um, rest of the ingredients? Um. Yes.
1: Yeah, so, I would say. Um. Yeah. So you have to be all in. You know, there has to be a certain level of buy-in to this approach. So that me- That really does mean you have to stop all the doctor shopping, stop googling, stop researching, stop going on. You know, certain sites or message boards. Um. Stop all treatments, including. The alternative ones, whether it's conventional or alternative, you you really have to stop with all of that because it just feeds the um, the, the the false belief that there's something you need to to fix, and 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 so you have to really re- repudiate the physical. Um, so that would be n- number one, <laughs> um, and I would say number two would be to. Suspend your disbelief. So you might, you know, you might be harboring some doubts, but try to go into this with an open mind. Um, suspend your disbelief. Um, and then thirdly, have an optimistic outlook. Recognize that other people have gotten better. So so can you, you know, if, I, if I'm not a unicorn, if I could get better, so can you. There's nothing remarkable about me in any way, shape or form. And so um, I'm really here to tell people that everybody, anybody can get better. And it's, no one is excluded from healing or recovery. It's within your grasp um, The you know, human beings have an innate ability to um, heal. And in a sense, just evolutionarily, we are self-repair organisms, if you will. So if you get out of your own way and your own psychology and you change the mindset and belief system, you will get better. That is guaranteed. Um, I think also the fourth um, piece of advice or ingredient would be to, you know, have a bit of grit in the sense that um, being willing to take a risk um, and, you know, taking a risk has to be less painful than staying stuck at a certain point. Um, and then I guess number five would be, you know, having an understand, a general understanding that this is not a physical journey, but actually an emotional spiritual one that you're about yeah. to embark on. So those are just very um, basic um. If, you know, if you you don't have all of that to begin with, that's okay. You can always work on it, but those are really good things to have to set yourself up for success, just to keep that in the back of your mind. You know, um, I think those are good traits to have, um, I love,
0: I love number five. It's not a physical journey, but an emotional and spiritual one. That's really, yes.
1: Yes, it's true because I think people get very hung up on, um, wanting to eliminate symptoms and it's such a pitfall because the, the faster you want to get rid of symptoms, the longer the process will take. And <laughs> yes. I, I know that that's a bitter pill to swallow, but yeah. Yeah, I've big, been there. <laughs> yes. And I, you know, the other thing I hear often is, um, oh, you know, if, if these symptoms would just go away, my life would be so peachy and so wonderful. And it's the opposite. Yes. If your life was working the way you wanted it to and you were living in alignment and living authentically, you wouldn't have these symptoms to begin with. So in order to disable the strategy and render them useless, you have to change, you know, your, your relationship with yourself, with others, with the symptoms, you have to change how you're living and how you're thinking and what you believe you have. It's an inside job. So it's, it's really it's, not about getting rid of symptoms. So it's really it's so, it's,
0: it's totally so right. much, so much more challenging than going to a doctor and getting a pill. <laughs> you actually exactly. have to dig into those really deep parts of yourself. Yes. Yes. And you have to be willing to, um,
1: you know maybe willing to look at those parts of yourself that you might have disowned or things that you don't want to face in your life or things that you've been avoiding or um emotions you've been repressing because they're just you know too unbearable or you know kind of um so there you ha- there there has to be a willingness to ex- do that emotional discovery work and there has to be a willingness to look at your belief system and really change your thought habits and old programming. <laughs> um, so that, that requires a lot of patience and it can be very tedious. You have to be willing to do that. Um, you might need to make practical changes in your life. I know I did. Not not everybody does, but in my case, I did. Um you, you know, there's, there's various um, aspects of these, these, these categories that you have to be willing to look at. Um,
0: And I think for everyone, it's different.
1: Yes, yes, I think, I think generally speaking, um, there is sort of a there, I I think in the mind body world, there are, you know, there is a unified um, agreement about general concepts and what needs to be addressed Mm. which are the emotions thought habits um your day-to-day life and um your belief system um those are things that must Mm -hmm. be addressed they you know and then of course the details are different for everybody so yes the how part and the details are going to be really there's no one persp- prescriptive cookie cutter program that works for everybody there's a lot of very um variations of of things and there and different things work for different people
0: and we you know think, we could really go into that as well i was gonna say i way think way. that that's one of my kind of big things that i got really irked about is like even in the mind body space like you need to find what works for you in this space like You might go and do one type of therapy and it might not work for you. You might need something different. And I certainly know I had to explore a whole bunch of things and you have, you know, uh, people who will push their one thing and say that it will help everyone, but I don't think it does. Like it really doesn't. You're going to
1: get better. No, it's not. So it's not what I'd like people to understand because people get very confused and it, it can be really overwhelming. And it, by certainly. the way, when I was going through this in 2013, so in a weird way, I had it easier because there were less, I was not on Facebook. There were less resources. There was no curable app. There were no programs. There was no journaling, Nicole, none of these like marketed programs back then. Mm. And so in a way it was harder because I had to figure stuff out on my own. I had to do a lot of trial and error for myself. I sort of had to cobble together uh, something that made sense to me. And at the end of the day, it has to make sense to you. If it makes sense to you, then you're fine. There's no right or wrong here. But I would say that um, where people, one of the traps people fall into is that they get caught up in, you know, oh my gosh, should should I, should I, should I do this tool? Should I journal? Should I meditate? Should I, um, Should I uh, do hypnosis? Should I, um, what are some of the other things people do? Um, You know, should I do this program or that program? Um, And I would say, um, first of all, it's not about a tool and it's not about a program. It it really does come down to changing how you think think at the end of the day. So however you want to, you know, whatever tools you want to utilize, that's fine. But no, none of those tools or programs are going to, are going to be the magic cure. They're simply things that are available to you to use as ways of optimizing and accelerating your recovery and, and just optimizing your life in general. Because of course, if you like to journal or if you enjoy meditating, these are things that you can use throughout your life. So it's not just about You know, don't think of it as, oh, if I'm going to journal my way out of symptoms, it doesn't work that way. Um,
0: I love that. Optimize your life in general, because I find that even though I'm symptom free, I'm still doing all this work because I. Yes, because it's because it's yes, it's become part of you're yes optimi- optimal living mm-hmm. your well I just find it helps me learn and grow become deeper in touch with myself all that kind of stuff and it's like why would right. I stop that I'm so enjoying
1: growing right, exactly. as a person
0: and you know
1: exactly and conversely for anyone listening if you don't enjoy journaling don't do it if you don't enjoy yes. editing, don't, feel, don't feel bad and just for the record I got better I didn't use any. I'll tell you how, I, how what I did. Yes, so what did you use? Time, yeah. So at the time, there, I was very lucky that the TMS wiki existed. So that was my little um, uh, oasis of safety and support. I had, I had, I received a lot of encouragement on the wiki. And there were a lot of wonderful people there who told me, you know, that encouraged me. And so that was my support system. And I also got a lot of information off of the Wiki. Um, And then I also had therapy um, for, I had one-on-one therapy uh, for over a year. Now, mind you, I think that now that I'm a coach and, and I've been at this longer, I think there are ways to accelerate this process that it doesn't have to be long drawn out therapy. Um, but at the time I'm still grateful I had that therapy because it it was really um I needed the support. It was a lifeline, it helped me Mm. um it helped me with a lot
0: of the emotional things that were even with therapy, I defined the right therapist and the right therapy mentality because I had I had therapy and I did the um somatic tracking where that type of therapy where they would have you sit there with your pain. And that frustrated me because I knew, oh, for me yes. particularly, the pain wasn't the problem. I had trauma I needed to deal with, so I didn't want to be sitting here with my pain, looking at my pain. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go and deal with my trauma. And right, this, right. So I had to find someone who was willing to go and do that with me.
1: Yes. Yeah, so-, so that that's that. You make a wonderful point. So there, when you're looking for, let's say, you want one-on-one coaching or therapy. Um, there are many things you need to consider. You might not click with that person. You, you have nice. to remember this is, a, this is a collaboration. So if they have a different style of approach that doesn't work for you, or they're a one trick pony and all they do is somatic tracking all day over and over and over. Obviously, if something's, if you've gone a few sessions and you don't feel any, you're making any progress or headway, that's a red flag and a good clinician, a good coach Will we'll stop and change with you. They'll circle yes. back and assess with you. And but unfortunately, a lot of these places are very uh, married to their program, and they try to yes. fit everybody into their program and use yes. their template. <laughs> and you this. can't use you can't just use one tool. You have first of all, you have to have many tools in your toolbox. And if that person isn't the right fit with you, or you can't offer them what they need, you have to be ethical enough to say, you know, I don't think I'm right, the right fit for you. Or I think I would like to keep working with you, but I think you also need adjunct. For example, I coach, but some, some of my clients may have needed adjunct trauma work, which I'm not a, um, I'm not a trauma specialist. I'm, trauma informed, if you will, but I'm, mm. I'm a therapist, you know, so I might say to them, well, I think you could benefit from some ISTDP therapy or some internal, you know, there's other, there are forms, EMDR, there's other therapies, but they do that as an adjunct to the TMS coaching. For example, that's just an example. That's just a- one option. But um, I think that what I would recommend is that if you're with somebody at- don't stay with them for months and months and years If If you're you're not not, seeing progress, don't keep banging your head against the wall because it's going to hurt (laughs) and you're, you know, you're going to be wasting time and money and energy and don't judge yourself or feel like a failure or feel bad. It might just not be the right fit. And I'm, you know, I'm not the right, no, I'm not everybody's cup of tea either, you know? So you have, you have to find somebody that it feels like they're an ally and that they're, they're, that they get you and that you they make sense to you. And so it's it's really important that the approach and that the practitioner, practitioner's approach makes sense. And so also within you know the mind-body world, now there's all of these different, there's different programs, there's different group classes, there's one-on-one coaching. There's a lot of coaching now which really didn't exist when I was going through my hell. There's a lot of YouTube channels. There's um, uh, the curable app. There's a lot of apps. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot out there. And so also another thing I would like to caution people of is be careful. Okay. So when you think of the mind body field, it can be really nebulous and um, kind of haphazard. So be careful when somebody presents themselves as mind body because that can mean a lot of things to a lot of people it can so if they don't mention dr sarno or yeah if they don't mention dr sarno that's a red flag if they have never heard of dr sarno, if they're just like yeah i kind of heard of him but um i do reiki
0: let us see I was going to say
1: that, a lot that's of not,
0: yeah a lot of mind body stuff is actually still in the conventional medical model as well so a lot of people will market themselves as mind body but they have yes. no
1: Be wary of that. Be wary of um, also things like, um, there are a lot of programs that have kind of bastardized, um, in my opinion, Sarno, where they, and I've heard of these programs recently, these are all new to me, but I've heard of like DSNR. Now, not to say that, listen, there's going to be pockets of people who will be helped by these programs. So it's not that they have no intrinsic value whatsoever but I would be really careful because some of these programs are only looking for behavioral responses and they're not working on changing the person's belief system. I think
0: what's what's lacking in a lot of these programs is attention to the emotions and the emotions that underlie it. I think you've missed the emotions, which was like the, like the main part of Sano, like it's Yes. If they're
1: only working on triggers, like you're going to power, you're going to, we're going to disarm this trigger and you're going to, you know, like say your fear is going on the treadmill and they make you go on a treadmill 10 times a day until you've, you're desensitized to it. And you're, you, they use graded exposure, whatever their shtick is. That is only one tiny piece of mm-hmm. one piece of the, the giant puzzle. And so if that's all you're doing, only a very small percentage of people are going to get better by that and i guarantee you most of them it's the placebo effect and I, yeah. I also guarantee you that most of them are going to have something um, else pop
0: up later. something
1: else <laughs> down the line that yeah. happens because they never address the root causes which have to do with your thinking and your emotions and if you don't address that you're only looking at a behavioral program and so and i could and i'm not going to get into this because it's a whole other cluster but mm. we have a lot of clinics in america that advertise and tout themselves is, and they just throw tons of spaghetti against the wall. They charge. In fact, one of my clients is from Australia, and he went to the Spear. Oh, I shouldn't probably say the name. He went to one of these clinics. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it, it rhymes with uh, Chiro, but it, anyway, it rhymes with Chiro, and, and it's like a bloody fortune, and it's a complete scam. These these clinics are scams. If I could bulldoze them all, I would. And all of these cottage <laughs> industries, like the Lyme disease industry, like all of these cottage industries, I would bulldoze them all where they belong because they are completely
0: uh, bankrupting people and also traumatizing them. Do a course with Harvard. How- Howard are at the moment and I think oh yes he, I took a class with him as well yeah yeah I think wonderful. he you I think you're a B to be in your bonnet about certain things and he keeps repeating over and over again in the course there's no such thing as chronic Lyme disease it's all TMS. yes He's like Lyme disease is real but you can treat it yes. with antibiotics absolutely uh, if you and he's I think it, that's I his Yes. I live in
1: the deer. I live where there's many deer. I live in New Jersey and we have a lot of deer in my area. (laughs) And I, I, I I I was taking just a plethora of antibiotics. It was, it was hideous when I, I went down that rabbit hole and, um, and, I'm like, how did I get, first of all, I never saw a rash on my body. I'm not a nature girl. I'm not hiking in the woods. I'm like the most on, you know, I'm one of those people. My idea of nature is going to the mall, you know? So I'm like, how did I get bitten by a tick? I'm not, I'm not riding horses all day. So it's so ridiculous. But um, so yes, the Lyme, Lyme disease, if you get bitten by a tick, you take an antibiotic and that's it. The, mm. There's no such thing as, I mean, that whole thing is just absurd. And I think a hundred years from now, people will look back on some of the things we did, like the way we look back on the Victorians or the way we look back on the Tudors, and they would do like bloodletting and they would put like leeches on people. They're gonna I know, look back I think
0: about at, that too.
1: I mean, they are gonna look back on us and, and even, and this is a whole other topic that I won't get into, but my son has autism. And the the methodologies they use for children with autism are in the stone ages. It's all behavioral. It's all very like BF Skinner type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're going to look back on that and say, we can't believe this is how we treated autistic children. There is an element we do need to have some uh, behavioral control in any mm-hmm. aspect, anything we do. Yes, that is an aspect. The same thing with CBT or or even with um, TMS recovery. You do you might need to change your behaviors, and and that is part of it. But it's a very small, small part pot. of it, and it's changing the behavior does not get to the root cause. You're, you're once again, looking at symptoms and that's, that's what I could go off on a whole. I could write a book on this topic, but I won't, but yes. yes. But so, you know, a lot of autistic kids will be able to memorize things or they'll give you the right answer, like little robots, they're very robotic, but there's no context for what they're saying. There's no meaning to the child. He's just doing it because you're giving him a potato chip or, or some reward. And so is that really learning? Learning? I mean, think about that learning model. So it's the same thing with, um, so getting back to the mind-body programs, I would say be wary of anything that is sort of New agey or woo woo that they say mind body, but they're really not, or that are they say they use a lot of they throw around a lot of terms like neuroplasticity and they use a lot of sciencey terms, but really they're just behavioral programs at the end of the day. So be careful because a lot of this is marketing and advertising. Um, what other uh, um, advice would I like to give about that? Because this is an important topic, I think it is very Um, important. I think that. So what I would say is first read a couple, you don't have to read tons of books, read a couple of books, read a book by Sarno, read Unlearn Your Pain by uh, Dr. Schubner. If you have CRPS, um, my, my friend and um, colleague Tamara Gurin wrote a book called Define the Verdict. You can read her book. We, we have a site as well. Um, it's called defeatcrps.com. And we have... And this applies to any form of mind body. It's not just for CRPS, but I would say CRPS is sort of like TMS on steroids. So anything yeah. we talk about in our blog or in our site would apply to any, anything less dramatic as well. And so um, we write blogs there and we, we give different resource lists and you can check that out. Um, but yeah, um, Oh, yeah. So what, what I was saying was after you read a couple of books, then, you know, check out a couple of um, websites like the TMS Wiki or the PPGA Association, um, you know, kind of get a lay of the land. And then um, maybe, you know, listen to some podcasts like like Felicia's or Eddie or, or, you know, there's a lot of wonderful people on YouTube, like, um, uh, Dan Bulio has his daily videos. They're fantastic. I wish I had had those when I was going through my journey or Dr. Dan Ratner is just really brilliant. He has a channel called crushing doubt. So check it out, you know, get a lay of the land, then ask yourself, okay, what, what, what appeals to me? What makes sense to me? Am I kind of a logical person? And I like to think about things or do I like that? You know, the more of the somatic approach, you know, there's different, there, there, there are people who offer meditation or breathing. There's different modalities, so you can think about what appeals to you before you, you know. And and listen, you don't have to do. Just for the record, you don't have to do any program or even have a coach or a therapy to get better. You can also do this completely on your own, just by reading. I mean, you know, you, you can do this on your own as well for free. So I don't want to make it sound like you have to necessarily, I do think that sometimes a program or, or a coach or therapist can guide you and they can accelerate it and they can really figure out. Um, I know for myself as a coach, I like to do a lot of troubleshooting and figure out where the person might be stuck. Um, so so it's something to think about, something to consider. Um, but then again, you also might need other forms of therapy, you know, in addition to
0: uh, just coaching. So
1: there's that's a lot to I, think
0: about. That's what I think. Yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to sell you anything. You can do this work on your own totally free. Yes. You know, you, oh, yes. you really can. But yeah. for me, there was no way I was getting through it all on my own. I definitely needed those little
1: I needed stops it as well of because different
0: things I, I
1: and, and you know I took what I did when I was really um lost if you will um before I started therapy formally I would just read different books and whatever I liked from that book I would take and the rest I would just throw out so a chapter if it resonated with me if it made sense to me that's what I would use and and that's what everyone should do and if you might find like for example, I read this book called "Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself" by Joe Dispenza. I liked that book, so I kept it. Or anything by Sarno, I kept it. Or you know, Dr. Schubner, "Unlearn Your Pain." That was a very instrumental part. Or Alan Gordon's concept of um, outcome independence. That was an, that was oh, an e- a key concept one. for me. Yeah, yeah, that was a big one for me. Or um, what else was a big one for? But then at a certain point, when things got really started to spiral in my life, my personal life, I found that I needed therapy once a week. And in, in that case, I was, you know, I was even going through a divorce, I have a severely autistic child. So I needed somebody to talk to, I needed somebody to be able to really um, go to those dark shadowy sides of myself, th- those things that I was, could barely verbalize, or even admit to myself, they were so horrible, I had to have a safe place to, to discuss those things. And I, I, suppose therapy gave me that bubble of safety that I needed. And, and when we're, when we're trying to get out of fight, of fight or flight, we need to cultivate safety as much as we can. And so for me, therapy provided that for me. Um, and so I think for, I think most, you know, I really do think at least 80% of people would benefit from some coaching or some therapy. And that, it could just mean one
0: session. Maybe you just need one coaching session, but definitely consider it. In general, if you look at people, even people who are pain-free or whatever, I think, I think everyone absolutely benefit from,
1: absolutely. from therapy yeah, so or something. In, yes. I mean, I have, a, I have a master's in psychology. My background is in psychology. So I'm I'm very pro um therapy and I always think psychologically and I think um you know it's all about um it's all about you know self-actualization and
0: and yeah. <laughs> and and so some I'm, critical I'm a self-reflection
1: <laughs> yes I'm a, I'm a big fan of the, the the journey you know um and 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 um growing as a person and um just developing self-acceptance and self-compassion and
0: and figuring out what are my emotional themes. And when you do unpack your patterns, your behavioural patterns and how you are kind of triggered in certain ways, you gain so much more. Uh, it's like liberating and your life improves because you're no longer reacting to things, you're acting instead. And I think it's... Yes.
1: Yes, it I is think, liberating. Um, yes, I definitely think. Um, for me, it felt so freeing to to um, reverse all that conditioning, you know, yes. to and to to change the story in my head, change the narrative, um, to to live more in alignment, to be more true to my you know, my whole adage was um, to thine own self be true, and it was something I had never. I, my whole life was um, sort of defined by self-betrayal, I would say, and to finally really honor my true desires, my true values, my true, you know, to, 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 yes, to be true to myself. It's, it's, it was life-changing for me. Um, and, um, I think that, I think that, you know, it's funny, uh, recovering from a chronic pain syndrome um, it's so much more than getting it's so much more than being free of the symptoms it's mm-hmm. it goes so way beyond that it's um you change in much more profound ways um, that you don't anticipate at first <laughs> but for example you know I, I, after going through it i I move through the world with much less fear than I used to. I'm much more in my own corner than I used to be. I, um, I worry less in general. I let things go more. I, um, I've, I, I'm, I set boundaries. I'm more assertive. I don't take shit from people. Like I used to, like I, I used to be, you know, was such a people pleaser. I don't take crap from people anymore. I, I, I like myself now, whereas I don't. I'm not sure that I, you know, when I think of my my myself in my 20s, for example, I, I was just a disaster. I mm. I, I oh, feel yeah. so bad for that girl. I feel so like I should have had the highest self esteem in the world, and I just thought, oh, I'm okay. I'm, like I'm, I just thought I thought I was like meh, you know, was just um, nothing special. I, I didn't have a very high opinion of myself when I really should have liked myself a lot more and as I get older I think I start to um develop more uh you know self so not only self-acceptance but and self-compassion but self-like I suppose <laughs> my relationship with myself is better and, and in turn mm-hmm. I like other people more you know and so um I I, I think yes this journey is so much more than what it appears initially um um
0: yeah yeah. all of that just all of that is so true and that's what you hear over and over again it is so much more your life becomes so much better just yes reflecting on that for me personally it was phenomenal how much I had conditioned into me and how much of my life yes fear 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 you're not good enough you're not right these messages that you know yeah
1: and it's so it is freeing to be able to see that with clarity and with detachment and recognize it as inaccurate and false and unfair. And to change that story where you become the hero. you know, I'll, I'll never forget my therapist said to me, he, I was, he asked me about my life and to describe a typical day. And he's like, well, basically you're like a superhero with a cape. And I'm like, yes. and so, oh yeah. So, you know, I was so taken aback. I'm like a superhero. Cause I thought I was nothing. In fact, I thought I was a crappy mom. I had a, my, my self image was just in the pits. I, I felt just terrible about myself. And he got me to see myself in a whole other light. And I started to, yes, I started to have much more self-compassion and recognize like, this is really hard what you're going through and your, your life has not been easy and give yourself some credit and give yourself a break and stop being so hard on yourself. And, um, by changing my self image, I started to get more confidence and I started to, adopt a more powerful persona. And so then the self-doubt started to go down, you know? So all of this works together, in my opinion, um, working on your relationship with yourself is very important in terms of propelling you to- towards a new future. And, and I, I remember I heard you say, Felicia, in your interview, with, I think with Eddie, where you were saying how you were so grateful because now you have a whole new lease on life. If you hadn't mm-hmm. gone through this, you wouldn't have the life you have now. You
0: would be still living in your old reality. That's what I think. And it's like sounds so it's like the hardest thing to hear when you're in so much pain and you're in that really <laughs> dark place. Yes. It is the hardest thing to hear, but like I actually wouldn't take it back. And I went through 15 years of that. I miss out on so many things in my childhood because I it was when I was, I was 12 when it all started. But I wouldn't take it back because now I look at who I am and my life and how much I've grown and yes, yes, it's who I get to it. become and it's like oh. yes, it says Dr. Jan Ratner
1: always says embrace the fullness of your trauma when you can embrace it and um, in a sense you're you're mourning you're mourning what you went through but you're yeah. also embracing it because it it is part of your testimony. It is part of your ultimate great, greatness because it's what made you the resilient, compassionate and more evolved person that you are today. If, I think the thing about trauma is that it's ultimately transformative and we can transmute it to gold. And so in, in a lot of religions, they'll say like the greater the testimony, the greater the tr- suffering, the greater the testimony. I think they say that in Christianity, the greater the suffering, the greater the testimony. And it's, it's the same concept. It's like the more trauma you've overcome and ultimately integrated, the, the stronger you are and the more compassionate you are. And the more you have to offer others, the more you can help others and pay it forward. And that was one of one of Dr. Sarno's main tenets was when you get better, pay, pay it forward help others to expedite their healing you know and I really took that to heart and I know I can tell you you have as well obviously Felicia yeah yeah I think you just want um, to scream
0: it from the rooftops and be like everybody (laughs) listen. yes I I really you know it's funny Mm. like I um there was a a
1: moment of hesitation where I thought well do I really want to go back and revisit that that dark chapter, that hellish part of my life. But Mm. I I really, I really felt compelled um, to the core of my being to, to help other people. I never, I'm sure you feel the same way. I never forgot what that was like. I remember it vividly. I remember the sensations vividly. I remember the suffering vividly I remember what it, I never forgot it's funny because with, with childbirth for example I kind of for, you kind of forget it but with this kind of thing you just never forget it because I you think never it, forget
0: it, it gets drags into,
1: you so low yeah yes the foundations of your you know your, it, yes it really cuts to the core um in such a, a way that you just never forget and I think you're so grateful when you do come up the other side you are so grateful that you really want to help others and 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 so that in a way that's the beauty of the journey as well um it's it's um yeah it's it's it, it it is
0: transformative yeah I think gratitude really does sum it up and as I said it's so hard to hear if you're in it and you're in that dark place or if you're you've been trying to you know you're in the middle of your healing journey and you're not you're stuck somewhere it's hard to hear I know it's hard to hear I used to hate it yeah when people would say that i would be like what are you oh, you be grateful but?
1: for this
0: <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs>
1: Or or, or it's happening for you. It's not happening to you. And that's a really important key concept as well. These symptoms and sensations, whatever hell you're going through, it's not happening to you. It's happening for you to wake you up to the truth of who you are ultimately to, to get you to reconnect to that truth that got covered up along the way through Mm. conditioning, through trauma through stressors, you know, through life, we, things get covered up and we lose our true self. And so it is happening for you. And I think maybe that's how I was able to get better as well, because I recognize that I'm like, okay, this is not happening to torture me. This is, you know, (laughs) I'm supposed to learn something here. I'm supposed to, there's a reason. And and what motivated me was telling myself, I'm going to help other people. I'm going to get better so that I can help other people. And that was a huge source of motivation. If somebody had told me, oh, you just have to learn how to cope, that would not
0: have motivated me whatsoever. <laughs> no, <laughs> that, makes you, that makes you feel even more like dark and grim and just like
1: it does it makes me want to shudder honestly because to me coping is so mediocre it's so subpar it's like it's like saying you just have to muddle through and just and set the bar so low for yourself
0: where you live half a life and my 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 moment for me the moment for me where I just like I lost it was when I went to see a pain specialist and the thing is he's kind of right but he just wasn't quite there and he (laughs) Looked at me and said, you need to stop trying to fix this. This is going to be with you for the rest of your life. You need to deal with the emotions you associate with the pain. Right, like, right, it right. He was kind of right, but... but. But yeah, he was so, he was, but so wrong, right? Yet so wrong. Yeah, but because... I just remember like driving home and just like bawling and bawling and bawling and bawling. No, I mean, and I that think... was like the I mean, rest honestly... of my life. <laughs> I mean, honestly,
1: who is he? Is he God? Who is he to tell you that? Anyway, Mm. because even if, let's just say you had, God forbid, stage four cancer, it is not a given that you can't, there is always hope. And when when a doctor or any practitioner takes away hope, they're really, in my opinion, going against their Hippocratic oath because it's to do Do no no harm. harm. So much harm, so much diatrogenesis so much mental scarring and medical hexing and trauma and you you really you know I think um it's it's such a shame it's so destructive and these authority figures and these archetypal figures you know they 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 have way too much power and you have to take your power back in life in general take your power back from the label or from the messages or from the story or from the narrative or from the doctor you know you have to become really empowered and really be in your own corner um and really believe your believe in yourself um and and that's really what it's about at the end of the day um and yes I think um, just a quick aside to going back to the programs that you might come across. Um, <laughs> you know, be careful if it sounds good, but if the premise is wrong, make sure the premise is the premise has to be that we're going to reverse this Yeah, and it's okay. doable yeah. and you will get better. That has to be the premise. If, if that's not the premise, if the premise is, well, maybe we can alleviate, or maybe we can get you into remission, or maybe you, you might have to keep coming back to us, that, that, that's a poor premise, and you have to stay
0: away from that, um, um, yeah, totally agree, well, I think we could go on <laughs> This. we could we could please, I know <laughs> I,
1: I could I could talk I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours <laughs>
0: yeah I, I could too I love talking about this work but we have been going for over an hour and a half so we should probably oh, oh um, start, <laughs> start wrapping it up no I'd put it up long and people yes. can just listen to maybe I'll yes. put it up in two two um episodes or something we'll see um but to wrap it up um yes guys, you spoke about how you are now offering mind-body coaching and you've got the website, DefeatCRPS.com. If anybody yes. wants to get in contact with you, what is the best way um, for them to do that?
1: Yes, feel free to. Um, you can email, email me at barbera at Yahoo.com um, or you can contact me on DefeatCRPS um, website, DefeatCRPS.com. Um, and let's see where else I'm also on TMS wiki. You can contact me there. My screen name is Miffy bunny. (laughs) We all have like (laughs) fake screen names there. Um, you can feel free to contact me on Instagram. Um, put, put pain in the past is my handle or Facebook. Um, yes, you know, I'm very, um, responsive to people, um, so you can contact me anytime. I'm always happy to help in any way I can, even if you don't want coaching, but you just need a recommendation or you need to be pointed in the right direction. Um, I'm happy to help. <laughs> um, what else? Um, yes, I think, um, you can find me in different on YouTube. If you Google my name, I might pop up in different podcasts. Um, If you have CRPS, um, you might be interested. There was a documentary called uh, This Might Hurt with Dr. Schubner's in the documentary. And if you go to the website, I I had an interview with um, the director and Dr. David Clark. If you want to hear that, I'm on there. If you want to hear more about CRPS. (laughs) Um,
0: What else? Um, Yeah, that's about it. Um, I'd recommend... I'd recommend to everyone, This Might Hurt, and also All the Rage, those two movies. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, Google yes, the them. Movie, yes. Watch All, them. <laughs> All the Rage is um,
1: a fantastic uh, documentary, documentary by Michael Golinski, mm-hmm. and um, Howard Stern is actually Appears in that, and he actually brings up. I believe he mentioned some of the programs at Bastardized farno So I, I think, I think, he, I think you might come across that in the documentary. Um, but yeah, both of those documentaries are fantastic. Um, and um, I mean, yes, you know, I think if you go on, even if you just go into Feet Sirps, site, we have lists of links and sites you can find, so you don't have to worry. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think I, I just wanted to leave off with this quote that I came across uh, very recently. I came, I love this quote. It's um, by a writer named Goethe, which is, I guess he's like the German version of Shakespeare. I'm not that familiar, <laughs> but he wrote, um, I just love this quote. As soon as you trust in yourself, you will learn how to live. And I just love that. I just wanted to. Ooh, that uh,
0: is so nice.
1: Yeah, I just loved it. It really it really resonated for me and I I hope um, others uh, receive it in the same way I did because I I think it's very profound (laughs) it sounds very simple but it's actually profound it's not and it's not simple either it's It's only when you start doing it sounds simple but it's actually yes I think this work in general it's simple but not easy let's put it that way Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not for sissies but if you're willing to do the work, you will be richly rewarded. And it's so worth it. It's so worth taking the risks. Um, you know, what awaits you is so worth it in the end of the day. Um, and so it's not easy, but it, it, it is well, well worth it
0: <laughs> beyond what you can even imagine. <laughs> so, well, I think that's a great yes. place to leave it. Um, Rita, okay. thank you so much for coming and for sharing so generously um, oh thank
1: you so much for inviting me Fush. I really I really appreciate it. it was so wonderful to meet
0: you mm. oh it's been so lovely chatting with you can I say though before you leave you have lived the most phenomenal life when you think about everything you've been through everything you have <laughs> overcome and now <laughs> you know, dedicating yourself to helping others. It's pretty phenomenal, so. Oh, thank you. I, it's a privilege for me and I, I feel
1: very blessed. And and I, like you, I'm very passionate about this topic mm. and I just love, I love my work. <laughs> I'm really into it like you are, so.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah. getting ready and gearing up sort of, um, to sort of launch myself and start helping people. And I'm just so excited. But yes, <laughs> when that comes, I'm so I'm just- excited. I'm I'm ex- I'm excited
1: to see what's in store for you and
0: what you have on the horizon. I I'm
1: I'm really. I'm just been gathering
0: all gathering all my tools because I want to be someone that can pivot to like all these kind of okay <laughs> this isn't working for you let's try this okay this isn't working because I know for myself I had to try so much before I found what resonated. me. Yes. Yeah. So I'm just yes. gathering all my tools. <laughs> well, you're
1: well on your way, and I, I dare I say you're very seasoned at this point. So anybody who <laughs> has you as a coach is blessed indeed i'll say that
0: so Uh same same to you (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm just gonna stop the recording
1: okay